What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Skate Through Life podcast, the show that works the skills and drills you need to master your life one week at a time through personal development, conquering your fears, and of course, falling on your face, then getting back up again. I'm your host, self-mastery coach, amateur roller skater, and outspoken non-binary femme, L. Tommy. Are you ready to roll? Let's lace up and hit the pavement. Hello, skaters. We are back again for another week of up-loving, up-loving, up-leveling our life skating skills. And I am jazzed as heck about it. I'm even (laughs) tongue-tied. I tell you, friends, I have been thinking a lot since the new year landed upon us about up-leveling, the ways in which we're able to, at times, quantum leap from where we thought we were once stuck to the other side where we look around like, how did I get here? Is this really my life? Wow, 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 wow. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking about these days a lot. When was the last time you had one of those moments, skater? When you looked around yourself bewildered at how you even ended up here, so fortunate, so fulfilled, so in love or successful or finally making that last payment on your visa debt. Mm. These moments have a funny way of evading us sometimes. I know that very well. We often become fixated on the shiny object, the next thing. So fixated, in fact, that we barely slow the car down for long enough to take in the view of whatever incredible thing we just created in our life. We just let it slide on by as we go after the next. This conditioning that we must chase the carrot even after we've caught it. Have you ever dated someone who was only invested in the chase? I know you know the type I mean. That person who is 100% in until they win you over. And then when they have you, so to speak, poof, they vanish into thin air off to chase again another day. The chase can become a real addiction for us. I've been on both sides of this rush and I know it very well. You know what the chase won't tell you, skater? The chase won't tell you when that thing you are chasing isn't the right one for you. It won't tell you when you don't really want that thing anyway. It certainly won't say, hey, actually, this isn't going to make you happy in the way you think it will. We think we know what we want, but truthfully, we often don't. We have an idea of what will make us happy, but when we get there, Nah, that wasn't quite right. We need to chase something else. Our chases in life are informed by the people around us and what they want for us. The people we're inspired by and want to be like. Informed by advertising. The skills we think we need to use because we're already good at them. Or our caveman brains who are working to keep us safe and in our zone of comfort as often as possible. And a whole host of other stuff. You know what we ignore when we're deep in our chases, though? The universe. 
there are subtle ways that the universe is constantly working to show us the path that is best for us to support us in getting on the right chase, so to speak. And we ignore her constantly. We chalk things up to coincidence. We say, huh, isn't that funny? We fight and resist and try again and again and again, even as she is showing us her full hand and it's a losing one. So today, I want to bring universe a bit more into focus and talk about spotting signs, taking hints, and accepting the nudges she so lovingly gives us, even when we aren't looking for her opinions at all. Today's lesson is Reading Signs from the Universe 101. I can't give you the skating lesson without sharing with you my own run-in with learning to see, trust, and understand the signs in my own life. I want to tell you about my big chase, the chase of a career. Career, that word was forever daunting to me, always feeling like such an enormous and final decision that I could never understand how I would possibly land on the one thing that would make my heart sing day in and day out. I was fortunate enough to witness daily someone who was obsessed with their career and absolutely committed to their life calling, my daddy My dad was a physiotherapist and an acupuncturist, and it was his greatest joy. He got to spend all day, every day, hearing the stories of others, connecting with them, and then healing their pain. It was his gift to connect and to heal. And it inspired me to know that someone really could love their work as much as I saw in his three plus decades in the field. I, on the other hand, had no idea what that could even be for me. When I left high school, and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, I wanted more than anything to study music and musical theater, but it wasn't in the cards for me. My parents didn't see it as this worthwhile feel of study, and so my dream was seemingly lost. And at 17, that felt like the end of the world. I had no backup plan. I ended up taking a BFA in visual arts for four years and then proceeded to work as a barista, (laughs) an administrative assistant in a physiotherapy clinic. From there, I bounced around a lot of different retail, hospitality, and administrative roles, none of which inspired me very much. And in 2014, after a grueling year spent working in a very remote, very northern, extremely cold job site doing dispatching work and watching my soul slowly drift from my body daily, I had enough. I wanted meaning. I wanted happiness. I wanted to look forward to going to work. I wanted to have that excitement about what my life was about that I saw in my father, but I had no idea what that could even look like for me. So I packed my bags. I bought a one-way plane ticket, and I found myself a week later in Wellington, New Zealand. Solo traveling through New Zealand was one of the best experiences of my entire life, 
and maybe something I will share more about in a future podcast, if that's of interest to you. I had no plans, no rules, no one I had to be accountable to, just me, a completely foreign country, and wide open spans of time to do whatever I wanted, all in an effort to find myself. It was, gosh darn, beautiful. And I don't just mean New Zealand, and that might be one of the most beautiful places on earth. But after three months in New Zealand, I knew it was time for me to get back to reality, to head back to Canada. I decided that I knew it was the most important thing to continue to be creative in my work. I wanted to have a job that allowed me artistic expression. And there was only one vocation that I was aware of or had ever been brought into my purview that I thought could do this for me. And so from the other side of the world, I applied to graphic design school. And then I shot off to Australia to spend two more weeks living the good life before I came back. I became pretty enamored with the idea of being a graphic designer the longer that I sat with it. I imagined working collaboratively with other creatives who had excellent taste in eyewear and fashion, around finding punchy and quippy taglines for product launches and inspirational labels for beer cans. Yes, being a designer would be a reality that could bring me a lot of joy. I just knew it because I was willing it into existence. I cannot tell you how wrong I was though. (laughs) Design school was hard. I found myself comparing my ideas and work to others in ways that were not supporting my mental health. After a long stretch of time living soberly by choice, I found myself going out to endless cocktail hours to fit in with everyone else. And then I graduated and began my very unglamorous and incredibly unpaid work placement with this super cool agency. They had no space to onboard me when I was done, so I had to get to work chasing a real job placement. The year is now 2017, and I'm 28 years old and feeling so behind the ball. And that was a major theme for me for a long time, that I was too late, I was too old, I was far behind. And that added to the pressure I was feeling about creating a career. I found a job as a junior designer and it was for lack of a better word, a complete nightmare. (laughs) The one other designer who was working there clearly did not want me on the team or anyone else for that matter. The team dynamic was terrible and rooted around the ego of the man who started the agency some decades before he wasn't even necessarily relevant anymore. Just before the end of my probationary period, two things happened on the same day. One, I was hit by a car (laughs) cycling to work. I was fine, don't worry. I I wasn't injured in that one, but I have been hit by other cars that have left me injured. (laughs) And number two, I was very unceremoniously fired. And so I chased again. This time, after a short stint of working as a junior developer to pay the bills, I landed a job working for an agency run by a woman the only agency where I lived that was run by a woman. I was thrilled. Surely this would be a place where I could thrive. Abuse. 
endless abuse to all of the staff, utter chaos. These are the words that surface for me when I think of that stretch of time. After 14 months of steadily having more and more panic attacks, both at work and at home because of work, <laughs> and with my mental health in complete shambles by the level of gaslighting, really, that we were all subject to in that workplace, I came back to the next new year to once again be very unceremoniously fired. I quickly found another position this time with a tech forward bro cultured company that lasted, you guessed it, <laughs> three whole months before I was what? Yep, fired. Over the span of the first two years in my newly minted career as a designer, I had been fired from every single job. And I had never previously in my life been fired from a job before. Universe was trying to tell me something, was trying to show me a lesson over and over and over. I was not seeing it at all. I remember having the thought on a number of occasions and even reaching out to one of my instructor, instructors at design school and asking him if he thought that I just didn't have what it took to be part of the industry. No one could seem to understand why I was not being afforded a place to learn and grow in this career. This career that I had picked and spent so much money committing to obtaining for myself. Chase, chase, chase. These work experiences obliterated my confidence. They made me gaslight my ability to contribute positively to the world. They gave me terrible workplace trauma that I spent the following two and a half years working through in another job. Universe was pushing me away from the carrot that I was chasing. I was not having it. I kept pushing back, stubbornly holding tight to the idea that I had formed for what my identity was meant to be, a designer. Only it wasn't. I was denying. I never felt like I was able to fit into that world. I found myself fighting with my ego and having to compromise on my values. Design school was a very expensive chase that left me chasing and chasing and chasing. Sitting behind a desk, pumping out iterations of assets to sell products I did not believe in was not what I was meant to be doing. I am too much like my dad, a connector, a healer. I couldn't see how I could be those things because I also wasn't looking for them. I wasn't listening to my heart when it was telling me that something was off. I didn't yet have the trust in my intuition that if something didn't feel aligned for me, it likely wasn't. I was in the chase. And as it turned out, the chase was a hamster wheel. The question then becomes, how do we get off the hamster wheel? Right, Skater? I know that this issue is not one that I have faced alone. Many people in my life has brought the same conundrums to me. How to find their place when what they want to do 
never seems to align for them. The truth is we often are chasing the wrong things and that can be painful to admit and it hurts me to share because many of the stubborn parts of myself recoil at the thought that I have perhaps wasted time or chased things that weren't chasing me. We're often chasing pipe dreams that tell us they'll make us happy. Sometimes they look like careers. Other times they look like relationships, drugs, sex, or other dissociating activities. In 2020, at the onset of the lockdowns and with great uncertainty around my own work life with the pandemic, I made a subconscious decision. And I say subconscious decision because it did not fully face me in my waking brain (laughs) until sometime later. I was done chasing. I was done with the hamster wheel. I felt like I had given up everything to it. My life had been a never ending stream of upheavals, of loss, of ego death, of spinning and spinning out. From here on out, I was done with running. I was going to become the magnet instead. Let alignment come to me. And so, I began to listen to the universe. I quieted down my ego. Very slowly, but surely enough, I learned to trust my gut, to follow my intuition. I let lingering thoughts and feelings sit inside of me to see how they resonated within my body. My life began to do a full 180. I kid you not, it was Tony Hawk up in here. I found a sense of purpose and a way to connect with and help heal others through saying yes to the whispers that Tara was something I was meant to learn. I created a relationship that was more rock solid than any I had ever experienced before through listening to the small voice that said, keep going, see them again after every date. And of course, I found coaching. I found the space where I knew I would belong before I was even part of it. It was as if a giant neon light turned on above my head that said, babe, you've arrived, finally. And I kept trusting that light as long as it was still on. Even though at first I had no idea what to do or what to say or how to show up, I trusted. I followed what the universe presented to me. And I am now emerging into this life that has me looking around and saying, holy shit, I live here? This is my life? It amazes me still how things can change when we just stop fighting everything that happens. And I say this as someone who has long been headstrong and living in a fight response trying to wrestle my life into the shape I wanted it to hold. Are you open to letting go of your grip just a little bit, skater? To see what might happen for you when you stop wrestling, stop chasing, and instead live a life of listening and allowing. I think you might find that you like it 
a lot. Skills drills time, babies. It is in this moment, actually, that I am realizing this is episode number 22. Twos in numerology are about duality. Two is about grace and power and finding balance. Two is intuitive and empathetic and able to connect to others with ease. Two is unifying. It is about coming together. It is powerful in a way that tells me, of course, this was what this episode needed to be for you all. So let's get in to the skills drills, right? The 101 of this episode. How can you see the signs that universe lays in your path and then align yourself to them? I've got five ideas for you here to play with. I think they're going to sound simple, maybe too simple. But it's sometimes the easiest things that make the biggest shifts for us, especially when we commit to them and commit to following them. And when I tell you the Tony Hawkness of it all, the way that my life has completely seemingly turned around, like I have never believed in anything more than I believe in listening and allowing two things that I have struggled to do a lot in my life as a person who felt that they never had much control over their own life. As a person who was always waiting for someone else to give me permission or was waiting for someone to validate me, to tell me that I was good enough, to tell me that I was in the right place, to tell me that I could be something or be someone. And if that sounds like you as well, and you find yourself holding on really tight to things and fighting the universe and fighting the events of your life and always feeling like, I just don't understand. I'm pushing and pushing and all I'm getting is resistance. Then these things could change your life too. To shift you from resistance to allowing, from arguing to listening, And so I'm going to share them. The first one is to ask, (laughs) ask for them. The entry point for this is simply in asking, ask the universe to show you the path or show you the signs you need to follow to get to where you want to be. I will remind you in this that it pays to have a clear idea of the direction you're working to move in or what you're working towards for this to work you'll have no sweet clue what the signs mean if you can't do that there has to be a vision if it's that you know i really want to find out where i need to be putting my energy for a career Okay, great. Now we're giving universe something to respond to, to help us support being on the right path as it relates to a career. You got to give her a little something, something to work with. Ask for universe to show you numbers. Maybe the number 27 is important to you. Share that with universe. Ask for it to be part of your path. You don't have to understand how or why this works. Just go with it. Just ask. And when a 27 comes up, pay attention. What's happening around you? Who is there? What other inputs are around? 
simply pay attention and keep looking. Number two is to look for repetition. What keeps coming up for you? What cycles keep repeating that make you feel icky? What people do you keep running into that light you up? Are there words or phrases that you keep coming across but feel like you haven't heard in ages? There is a message in this for you, I promise. When you start to notice repetitions, go back to that first lesson, pay attention. Then ask yourself, where is this landing in my body? Does it feel good, safe, or inspiring? Follow that. Does it feel icky, uncomfortable, or straight up bad? Take this as your sign to stop, to cut out, or make a pivot. The third lesson here is to make connections. Beginning to connect the dots is a part of the process that makes me feel always like I'm living my Harriet the Spy fantasy life. And you better believe Harriet the Spy was like one of my favorite childhood movies. If you find yourself saying, isn't it crazy that this happened? And then we saw that person and then I got home and this, it isn't crazy. It's a sign, my friend. And to this important lesson to make connections with other people. When you're working on or through certain things in your life, do you find yourself thinking about a friend or a mentor, someone you know? Reach out to them. It might be that they have the right words for you to hear in that exact moment. Does someone keep trying to connect you to another acquaintance that they think you'll get along with when you're talking about something that lights you up? Allow it. Connect with people as much as you connect signs and concepts, and doors will open you did not even see. I really think this connection piece, especially the connecting to other people, the being open to new people coming into our world, is one of the secrets to being able to quantum leap, to being able to jump from where we are in the timeline now to what timeline we're trying to be in. People are powerful and can hold open doors and create doors and create spaces with their own influence and their own networks. And I had a lot of years of life being really resistant to allowing new people in or to meeting new people or to following up when somebody would tell me to like call this person or visit their website, send them a message, whatever it was. And, you know, doors never really opened for me. And the last few years, especially, I have become very open and very receptive to my network expanding, to create connections with new people, to allow connections from new people. And it has been incredible. I feel like doors have opened for me. I would have never even known existed. I have been put in rooms with people that I am like in awe of and inspired by, and I know can ultimately help support what I'm trying to do in this world. And it's very heckin' powerful. So when you think about making connections, connect with people, and then also connect the dots of like things that have been happening around you that relate to one another. Just look for the clues, play detective. Be like Harriet M. Welsh and get out your sweet notebook and write it all down. Write down your observations. See where it leads you. Who knows? Number four, listen 
to your gut. Never to be understated life advice is listen to your gut. Our gut is our second brain and the one that our nervous system responds to the most directly. Have a gut feeling about something? Yes, listen, pay attention, look for the connections. Something not feel quite right? It probably isn't. Have a good feeling about something? Go with it. It may not pan out exactly as you have planned, but it could leave you aligned to something else you would never have otherwise seen. Our heads are full of so much mental chatter to the tune of 60,000 thoughts per day. There is power beyond your wildest imagination in allowing some of that chatter to turn down so that you can listen to the often whispering voice below it that's guiding you. Trust them. Trust yourself more. This one is huge. Your thoughts are not facts, but there is a voice underneath all of the chatter that is speaking truth to you. And you know it to be true and you know it to be resonant when you hear it. And the more that you listen to it, the more that you listen to that little voice, the stronger it can become. And thus, the sharper your intuition becomes. And then that trust in your gut feelings becomes too stronger. Finally, number five is to stay thankful. It is, in my opinion, (laughs) a very important thing to remain thankful. Thank the universe for all it's already brought into your world. Thank it for what blessings you have, the lessons you've learned, the pain that has shown you the route to joy. The more that you can be thankful for the life you're already living, that you are already in, the more you open up your heart, mind, and third eye to what can be created for you next. Do not skip this step. Say it aloud or write it down. Say it quietly in gratitude. Sit quietly in gratitude. Take that extra moment to appreciate the way your partner looks while they sip their coffee on the couch in the morning or the sun setting behind your home. Life can be so much more beautiful than we slow down to take in. There are so many things in our lives to be thankful for and to be grateful for, opportunities that have already been put in our path, blessings that have already come to us in the form of people and chance and abundance and any other amount of things. And it's so easy to take them for granted. It's easy for to take for granted that you can listen to this podcast. Not everybody can do that. When you find the space to say, thank you universe for showing up for me, for offering me these gifts, for bringing this person to my life, for making sure that I found the money I needed to pay the bills to keep this roof over my head this month. That act of showing that you're paying attention and that you care enough to be thankful will support expanding you, 
because when you can hold with gratitude the things that are already in your life, you are inadvertently saying to universe, I can hold more. I'm ready to hold more. And I know you are. I know we've talked about the law of attraction here before skaters as recently as episode number 20, how to test positive for lucky syndrome. And while this is in alignment with the lessons of the law of attraction, it is its own frequency. This is about awareness, connection, and slowing down to pause the chase to listen to see what direction the footfalls have gone in, not the direction you saw them running moments before. Follow these seemingly small principles and see what happens because following them has changed my life massively. I would not possibly be on this path without this work and I continue to do it each and every day. This isn't something that I phone in now because I feel like my life is in a good place. No, no, no. This is work that amplifies. It's work that we have to be committed to. If you're wanting to expand, to grow, to create more with your life, to become more yourself, this is lifelong work. And once you get in the habit of doing it, it's easy work, baby. Ask the universe this week to show you the path and see where it leads you. I'm thankful that whatever path you have been on has led you here to me. Sending you biggest love, skater. Love yourself too. I will catch you back here next week. Thank you so much for skating with us today, friend. I hope you took away the tips you need to keep rolling on your own self-mastery journey. Be sure to find me over on Instagram at yourcoachl for even more insight. And feel free to reach out to me there with any skills or drills you would like to see covered here on the show. You can also visit me at ellentommy.com to learn more about working with me one-on-one. Now, go enjoy some rest, marinate on our lessons today, and I'll see you back here next week. Love ya. Love yourself too.